You're listening to the Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. Good morning, people. Y'all ready for Easter? Do you know they have a, I just thought I'd tell you, they got a Cadbury egg sale going on, and it's like you can get five eggs for a full price of four, and I'm telling you, I'm all over that, just letting you know. But this is Easter week coming up, I should let you know, this is Palm Sunday, and this is basically a believer's week, does that make sense? So if you believe in Jesus Christ, you believe in what, and he's the son of God, he died for me, covered my sins, I accept him as my savior. So it's basically Believer's Week, and one of the things that we're going to look at is that is some people just don't believe. You know that Easter is just another, another weekend, or it's spring break, maybe, for a lot of people. And there's a lot of reasons why. So we've been doing something called Bystander. We've been um, looking at this, like these signs that you know, John talked about in his gospel. So let me help you. We're not talking about miracles, because I asked you about that. Last week, I said, what would God have to do to make you believe? And let's ask that question one more time. Uh, why do you believe? What made you say, this is what I want to do. I want to follow Jesus Christ. I want to follow him, be my savior, all those things. Because John talked about it. He said, you know, if you believe in Jesus Christ, you will have life. And so he was trying to show us that this is the, this is the real deal. This is what we're going to do. So I ask you, what would it take for you to believe? What would God need to do? Uh, and see what happens, we get miracles and signs kind of messed up. So I want to help you a little bit. A sign is something that, let's do this, let's do a miracle is something, it's a standalone, happened one time, somebody's, you know, somebody was healed, we talked about a blind man last week, so he could see, uh, but a sign's different, a sign points to something. And so what happened in, when you look at the, you know, the book of John, he wrote down, he said, I'm going to write down everything about everything that I need you to know that is a sign that points to Jesus Christ so that you can believe. He said, I need you to believe, and believing in him, you will have life, and we're going to see some real stuff today, I can tell you. So we have to understand, all right, why did I come, you know, accept Jesus Christ? Maybe I'm watching online, and I'm thinking, I don't really believe this stuff, and uh, so well, let's just see why you don't believe, or maybe, or let's see why you do believe, those kinds of things as we walk into this. So we have some stuff here. This is what messes everybody up. It messes uh, believers up, Christians up. This is just mess. This is just messes you up. Uh, why would God allow bad things to happen? That's just, um, I'm just throwing you out there. This happens all the time. I hear Christians said, oh, well, I'm mad at God now. I know a bunch of people that are mad at God. Let me give you an example. Somebody in your family, I did this. This was me. Uh, my mother had cancer and she was dying, so I prayed to God that she would not die, and she died anyway, so I'm mad. Does that work? I mean, unless I understand what happened with, and I think we don't, we, I don't know if we see heaven and earth the same. I don't know if we understand exactly what Jesus was trying to tell us and actually what he did, because you know, it doesn't seem that things work out really well here. Have y'all noticed that? It, it, may, it may go good for a little while, but it's just, this isn't the place, this isn't heaven. Will that work for you? This isn't heaven. So it doesn't work out too well here. 
And so we always look outside. Well, God, I can't believe you let that happen. I mean, I hear that all the time. Well, I can't believe you let somebody die that was good. You don't care about the bad people, but just the good people. And it's a little strange how we've kind of tried to figure this out. And I think sometimes we don't, we're not seeing things the way God sees them. Not at all, especially in this story we're going to do today. So have you done any, ever done anything bad? That would be a question. So if you've done something bad, now let me ask you, these people that you think are good, or have they done anything bad? I'm just trying to figure out the good and the bad, and is that exactly what we're talking about, or is God thinking about something else? Because we know there's evil in this world, and we wish God would eliminate that evil and take it away, and the sin and the evil causes the death of all the people you love and the people you prayed for. People, this, this place right here we call earth, bad things happen. Cancer happens. Sickness happens. You are living very dangerously to drive a car. Do you understand that anything can happen at any moment? This is the place. This is where we are. And we would really like, if there was a prayer, God, for you to fix this. Is that correct? Just fix this. So he decided to fix it. And so this is where we are in John. John's going to show you the fix of how this works, that God came into this world to fix these things. Here's another one. Uh, why would God allow bad things to happen to good people? Now, would you, say, would you think I'm good? You want anything to happen to me, right? I'm good, right? You, well, you know, when I was working as a youth director and I, didn't have, I wasn't getting paid, they called me. I was get, I, they said I was good for nothing. Now, think about that. Now, you think about that. So, why does God allow that? So, all right, let's, let's go back just for a moment. We got to figure this out because we may be seeing good and bad and evil and God, and we may not be thinking right. And this is where John comes in. This is actually the sixth sign that we're going to talk about today because, you know, from this point on, after this miracle, well, we'll call it a sign, after this sign, we move right into Jesus going to the cross, he's going to die for you, and he's going to actually fix something that you were trying to get fixed. But he's probably not fixing it in the way that you think it is. And this is what John was trying to, to let everybody understand how this works. So, is the will of God being done on earth as it is in heaven? Let's just let's think about that for a moment. So, does it look like the will of God is being done. So what do you think the will of God is? You ever, you, this, that might be something we could do before we get to the story because that really makes a big difference as we get into this story because let me, let me give you a heads up. This story was manufactured by God and Jesus Christ. They set this whole thing up. This isn't a random event. This isn't a random healing or random this. Or God, God doesn't do random. He knows what he's up to. But do you, do you still, do you know the will of God being done? Let me, let me tell you what the will of God is in heaven as it is on earth. The will of God is that none of you and me should ever perish, but we would have everlasting life. That is the will of God. Does that make sense? So this is what's unfolding in John because the will of God is unfolding. And so he's got to, listen, he's got to fix this. 
You see what I'm saying? He's got to fix this. So John saw this happen. John saw a God. He saw God in a body coexisting on the earth with evil at the same time. He was having to deal with all the sin and the evil and the good, and there's the Son of God in this. And so he is here, and then Jesus says, I am the light of the world, and as long as I'm in the world, it will be light, but when I leave, it will be dark. John saw this. Why do the bad things happen to good people? I've seen bad things happen to bad people. You know, I've seen things happen to all people. Something's wrong. God's will being done. So God's will, God's will is being done on earth as it is in heaven. But it's not like you think. And that's what John's trying to communicate. He's trying to get you to understand how this works. And so they had all these signs going on. And it, how, many, how many people do you have to heal before you believe? You ever thought about that? If you were watching this happen, if you were like the bystander standing outside this watching this work and you're following him around because you're not sure what's going on and this person's healed, this person can see, that one can walk, that one can fly, I don't know, just do it out there. I mean, but there's all kinds of stuff going on. Jesus walks on the water. I mean, there's all people, dead girl, not dead anymore. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So how many things do you need to know before you say, well, this is the real deal. But let me say this. Just because he's the real deal still doesn't fix your problem, does it? Not yet. That's what we're talking about. John says, I need you to understand what he, not just what he did, but who he is and how he fixed this problem that we're dealing with, how this evil and this good and we live on this earth and things don't work out. And the, listen, people bury children. The parents bury children. That's not fair. People die that you love, that's not fair, fix it. That's why John wrote this, so you would know. So let's, let's look at a couple of things. Everybody was having a hard time with it. So John said, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah. So this whole story, so everybody's watching online, everybody in here that you've accepted Jesus Christ or not, you're not even sure what's going on. But all we're telling you right now is that John is saying, I just want you to watch this story so that you can believe. That's what we're telling you right now. And I'm not writing everything down he did. I'm just writing down the signs so that you can see. The Son of God, and by believing, you may have life in his name. So that's real important. He's going to give you life in his name. But you're still mad if you don't know what's going on. And this is what John was trying to tell us what was happening. The Jews were gathered around him. How long will you keep us in suspense? In other words, are you going to tell us? He said, are you, if you're the Messiah, tell us plainly. What do I have to do? What do I have to do? What does God have to do for him to get to, 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 get to you? That was, the, that was the question. And Jesus answered, I, I did tell you. I've, I've told you over and over. But remember the God box we had last week? Like, nobody wanted to peek out of it. And so this is what was happening. Nobody was peeking. But, but do, you do not believe the works I do in my Father's name testify about me. He said, you are, you're just not wanting to look. You are not wanting to believe what I've been doing this whole time. 
So what I'm going to do is I'm going to manufacture a story. I'm going to set you up and I'm going to show you. I'm going to go all in. The disciples have no idea this is about to happen. Nobody knows this. Only two people know this. God and Jesus Christ, they had a meeting. They set this thing up and it started in motion. It just started unfolding. And you'll see all these things as we get into this, all these things started unfolding and some of it didn't make any sense. So John slowed down and he said, pay attention to this, pay attention to this. Remember, we have a problem. We live with evil and sin and God's will in heaven to be done on earth is that you know Jesus Christ as the Son of God so that you will believe, so that your sins will be covered, so that you can live forever and you will never die. That is the will of God in heaven as on earth. So I don't know if we're thinking right or praying right, but we got to think about what we're, what we're saying here. If that is the will of God, so why does bad things happen to good people? Well, why does bad things happen to bad people? We live in that place. So Jesus shows up in the middle of all this. He shows up as the son of God in body form, dealing with evil and sin, and he's going to fix it. And this is where John is. So here we go. Here's the story you have to pay attention to. If there's a story of all stories, this is it. So the setup begins. Now, a man named Lazarus was sick. Jesus knows Lazarus, and he knows the family. Everybody got that? This is what makes it even more intriguing that Jesus would do this with somebody that he loves. So you ready? Here we go. Uh, He was from Bethany, the village of Mary, and his sister Martha. Jesus was in Jerusalem, and for the setup to take place, he got, he went, it's about two miles away. Okay, so he moved to Bethany. Everybody knew where he was, took his disciples. Now, wherever Jesus went, everybody was trying to kill him. Does that make, okay, you got that? So you know this is happening. So everybody's trying to kill him. He's trying to get there. So so we understand that the setup has already begun. See, Lazarus is about to die. That was already set up. It had to be in the right timing in the right place. So now we know this. So the sisters, Mary, Martha, sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. He loved Lazarus so much that they didn't even have to use his name to know that he knew exactly who they were, who he was. The one that you love is sick. Very important to watch this unfold. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. By the way, by the time the messenger got here, Lazarus was already dead. How do we know that? He knew it. Why? He set it up. He set it up. The sickness will not lead to death. No, it is for God's glory that God's son may be glorified through it. So we just opened up another category and I need to ask you about it. So there's a possibility that sickness could end in God's glory. Your sickness for God's glory, your death for God's glory. Is that a possible thing that's just happened? Is this what he is saying? That is exactly what he is saying. And you're looking at me like, what? I mean, right, yeah, what? what? What is God's will on earth as it is in heaven? That none should perish. Is it possible that my sickness could move people to the cross? Is it possible that my death could move people to the cross? Maybe I'm praying the wrong thing. 
We're going to find out. We're going to find out. But he said, this is all being done for God's glory. Why? My dad and I set it up. I'm going all in. I want you to know. This is, I'm not messing around now. I'm going to show you exactly the way it is. I'm not messing around. Now, then John shows up and in, in this, he starts writing this because it sounded pretty cold that Jesus was like, you know, he's going to die and everything, but it's for, <laughs> it's for God's glory and I'm trying to show you something. So John kind of like softened the blow. For, you, for everybody in this room. Now, Jesus loved Martha and his sister and Lazarus. So we, okay, so for all of the touchy-feely people, he loved them. Okay, you're good? You feel better? He really does. Okay, so this is a setup. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, this is, this is not good. <laughs> he heard that Lazarus was sick. He stayed where he was two more days. So Lazarus is dying He's already died. Jesus already knows it. The disciples don't know it. Him and God already know it. And so here we are. He's going to hang around two more days. Now, let me tell you why he's going to hang around two more days. Because here's what happens that you need to know. The Jews believe that when somebody died, that their spirit hung around the grave for three days. Now, that three days is going to come into play next weekend. So you better hang on. But they believed for three days the Spirit hung around. So Jesus is not going to have any part of that. I'm not going to have any mystery about this. This is going to be me and my dad, and we're going to do this. So there'll be no discussion and no mystery behind this. So he hung out for two more days. The disciples still don't have a clue. Most of the time they did not. Just letting you know. Then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. Okay. Um, there's a problem, okay? So there's a little problem by going back. Here's what they said. These are the disciples who have no idea what's happening. You ever been clueless? This is the, these are disciples. Uh, but Rabbi, they said a short while ago, the Jews are there tried to stone you, and yet you are going back? Let me give you up, let me tell you what's happening. When there is a stoning that is happening, most people are not very accurate with throwing rocks. Do you understand? So if you're a part of this, like if you're with this, you're probably going to get it too. So that's what they were thinking. We're just going to go back and we're just going to get stoned. Not like that, but the other one. And so that's what's going to happen. So some of you, they just watched online. You're like, wow, I like this. This is a good story. No, hang on. Not a good one yet. So they're going to go back. Okay, they're going to go back. And nobody wants to do it. Of course, Jesus is doing the setup, trying to help people. After he said this, he went on to tell him, our friend Lazarus, let's just do clueless, okay? Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. So at that moment, the disciples did not want to go back, and they were going to give him medical advice about this. Well, if he's asleep, you know, he'll wake up. Be, That's what you want him to do is sleep. He's sick. Watch what happened. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. So why even go? That's what we want him to do is sleep, to get rest, to get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death. This is John letting you know. But his disciples, the knuckleheads, thought he meant natural sleep. John had to interject in the conversation as he heard it so that you would understand what is going on. And these people, these disciples, did not understand that he was talking about this. So then... So watch this, he told them plainly. 
let's, let's go ahead and get this out. Lazarus is dead. He's been dead for four days, okay? They don't know that. They don't get this. And they're gonna have some more of these moments in just a minute. But the glory of God is about to be revealed. And the reason why he's here is about to be revealed. And this thing we call evil and this thing we call sin, we're gonna be dealing with that and he's gonna deal with it. And he's gonna show you what he's gonna do for you. For you, for me. This story may not be about Lazarus at all. It might be about us. He told him plainly, he's dead. And then for your sake, I'm glad I was not there. There he goes again. like, you, you don't love these people? You don't care? See, these, they're not getting what's happening. And for your sake, I am glad I was not there. For your sake. For whose sake? For your sake. For every parent who's lost a child. For everyone that's buried a mother and a father and a friend. For your sake. That's who I'm talking about. For everyone in this room, for your sake. Everyone online, for your sake. I am glad. I was not there because you need to see how this works. You need to see not only why I came, but how it works with the Father and it works with me so that you may believe. So let's go to him. They're still not really happy about it, by the way, because Thomas is like, okay, it's kind of a comical moment. John throws this in. He said, well, then Thomas said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. That's kind of what they thought. <laughs> they said, let's go ahead. Lazarus is dead. Jesus is going to be dead. And we're going to be dead too. So we're all going to go die together. And they thought that was just a brilliant statement. That he was making that point. We're going to all die together. They have no idea what was about to happen. Nobody had ever seen this, witnessed this. It was about to take place. So they go, here we go. On his arrival... Understand that four days have gone by and they have already talked about this, him and his father. He knows exactly what's happening. He knows exactly where Lazarus is, but watch how the story works so that it'll work for you. And it's gonna work for them. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days because of the three day, right? Which will be next weekend. So you better hang on to that three day because it's going to be really good next weekend. But not past this story. Think about what's happening here. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem. We threw that in because we don't you know that he was right there. I don't know how far two miles is from this church, but we could probably walk that in about 30 minutes, unless it was uphill. If they had Cadbury eggs at the top, it'd be less than that. But you understand he wasn't far. Do you understand what's happening? This was a manufactured thing that him and God set up and it's gonna take place. So I'm not far away, but I wanted him to die. I wanted him to be in the tomb. We already knew he was dead. The sickness was already set up. You understand, before he went to Bethany, the sickness was already set up. Jesus knew he was gonna die. The messenger is there. He's already dead. I'm ready to go, but I gotta wait four days and here we are. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said, Jesus, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. You mean to tell you what she said? You mean to tell you exactly what she said? It's your fault. Your fault. God, you could have and you did not. You ever had that one? 
Why wasn't you there? Why wouldn't you save them? Why'd you let them die? You could have, but you did not. You could have intervened. You were not there. You hung out two more days. Now think about this. Think about this. But I know that even now, God would give you whatever you ask. She's still mad. You understand, they loved Lazarus. You know who else loved him? Jesus. So he took somebody he loved the most, didn't even have to mention his name, and created a sickness so he would die so his death could bring glory to God so that we could understand that Jesus has come come to fix what is wrong with us so that you could see firsthand how this is going to work. Isn't this the coolest story? We're already in this, but we're not done yet. Oh, there's the good stuff. Oh, it's getting good. He said, I'll know God, do whatever you want me to do. She's frustrated with this. You should have been here, but you were not here. You could have stopped it. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. You know that she thought that he was gonna go into a preacher mode? You ever been like so mad at God that you didn't wanna hear anything from a preacher? Then somebody sends you a YouTube video, watch this sermon, and you blow it up. I don't wanna hear a verse. I don't wanna hear a sermon. You know what what Martha wanted? My brother. You ever been that mad? I've been around people, I don't wanna hear hear nothing you gotta say about God. I hear that. So that's what she thought she was gonna get. Your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection of the last day. I'm not stupid, I know the scripture. But it's your fault. Not much comfort going to be in the last day. I wasn't looking for the last day. I'm looking for today. I'm lucky for them. I want you to save them now. Why do bad things happen to good people? Why? He has come to fix it. He's come to change the way things are. And this is why John is telling us. Jesus said to her, breathtaking moment, Imagine, if you will, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who did all of this created you and this world and everything that happened standing before you. Can you imagine that moment? I don't know if she knew exactly what was happening. I think she was still mad. But he says, I'm the resurrection and the life. Watch this. The one who believes in me will live. This is what John's been trying to tell us. I get this, but you got to fix it. I'm going to fix it. Watch this. The one who believes in me will live even though they die and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? By believing in Jesus Christ, listen very carefully, we never die. You may say that one more time. Live, we live, we live, we live, we live. Maybe I shouldn't have prayed, mama, don't go to heaven. Maybe that was a really good idea. Because we don't, we're, we're, what are we doing? How are, we, how are we seeing this? God's will on earth as it is in heaven. What does God want? You. He wants you. The whole thing was about us. And here he goes. Yes, Lord, you reply to believe that you're the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world, who is to come into the world. And she believes that he's the guy. Brother's still dead, though. You see, does that, does, that not, does that not work for you? 
I know you're the Savior of the world. I know you're the Savior of my soul. I believe in you, but mom still died. Can you fix that? Yes, I'm going to fix it. Here we go. Listen very carefully, and I want everybody to understand that I don't know where you are, what you're thinking, or what is happening. I need you to reel in with me just for a moment. Death is simply a door. It is a transition to life where there is no death. Listen very carefully. This isn't heaven. Bad things happen to good people, bad people. It's like, nature is even against us. You ever notice <laughs> floods and hurricanes and Corona, what do you call it? Corona. I'm just like, COVID-19, everything is against us. That's, what we, that's where we are. So death is simply a transition. Think about that. There is no death, no pain, no suffering, no funerals. My mama went to that place where, the, where there's joy. There, she went to a place that you can't even, the Bible couldn't even describe. So I'm trying to figure out, maybe I'm thinking wrong. Jesus come, came to fix us and this thing we call sin and this evil that creates all this stuff that's bad. While we're here, he came to fix it so that you could have eternal life and you would not have to worry about all of those things anymore. And that's, this is what he was doing. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and troubled. Now, let's ask this question. I, I got to hurry, but uh, deeply moved and troubled about what? That Lazarus was dead? Well, he was going to fix that. Maybe there's something else. I do think he had compassion for the family. I, did, I think he saw people crying and people and all the things that happened. Where you have laid him, he asked. Jesus can't come and see, Lord. They replied, listen, the shortest verse in the Bible is right there. And then it says, Jesus wept. Then the Jews see, see how he loved him. Was he crying for Lazarus or was he crying for something else? You see, he made, the, he made this happen, the creation happen. He created you. And this thing, this evil, this sin, they enter this world, messed it up. And he was seeing firsthand what sin does to people. It destroys, it kills. All the things that, that, everything we think about, everything that we pray about, everything that, God, I wish you would fix, that's what did it. And he has seen firsthand what it does and what it did to his creation. So let's see what he can do. This is why he did it. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Imagine, if you will, you, you ready? All these people have come to mourn Lazarus' death, right? So they're all around them. Everybody, so what, everybody, if you've seen people on TV and, and, you know, Jerusalem and all these places, they're all wailing and crying. That's what everybody's doing. So now everybody's gathered around the tomb, and they're all standing there looking at it. And Jesus walks up and says, roll the stone away. Oh, he's, he's going to do, y'all need to keep three days in mind because that's going to, we're going to do it again next weekend. This is so good. He says, roll the stone away. And they're all looking at him. Think about it. They're all standing there looking at him. 
But Martha had to say something. Okay? You know, she has to speak. She has 30,000 words a day. She's got to say them. But Lord said, Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time, there is a bad odor. In the King James, it says he stinketh. Okay? So he stinketh, for he has been there for four days. Well, yes, he's been there for four days because me and dad set it up. I want to make sure that he's stinking, he's dead, and there ain't anything floating around. You think somebody else did it. So, yeah, I know all of that, and I want him to stink. <laughs> Do you understand? I want it to be as bad as possible so I can show you what I can do. That's what I want you to understand. Whatever, as bad as possible, and he's going to fix this. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Yes, that's what he's, he's asking that question. Do you not believe that if you, if you believe this, you will see the glory of God? And so the glory of God's about to happen. Here we go. God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You ready? Here's what he did. So they took the stone away. Then Jesus looked it up and said, now we back, he went back to his dad because they'd already had a communication about this uh, days before, four days before. They'd set up the sickness. He goes to Bethany. He knows he's dead. So he's going to go to dad now. We're going, okay, we're going to go ahead and finish this. So he says, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. What is he talking about? He said, well, you've heard me. We've already done this. So you've heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people in these chairs and watch it online. I'm saying this for your benefit so you can hear what's being done and see what's being done. People standing here that they may believe that you sent me. So you ready? So he does this. When he said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The stinking man in grave clothes walks out like this. Can you imagine? I mean, it had to be something like this, wouldn't it? Can you just see this? And he's like, we, his head's covered, he's covered, everything, he's in grave clothes. What do you think the people did? They did nothing. They stood there and they didn't know what to do in amazement. You just, you want to you go with me on this one? You just saw a dead man walk out of a grave. What you going to do? I mean, think about what's happening. The dead man came out. His hands and feet were wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. So he, he can't even see what's going on. He's like, I'd love to have a conversation though. He couldn't even see what's going on. And everybody was standing around and watching. And Jesus says, Jesus says this, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Clean him up. Clean him up. And let him go. That's what he came to do. To fix this. Are we all going to die? Our bodies will, but we won't. That's what he came to fix. I have a hard time sometimes praying. You know, it is, I'm, I'm, you know, I want people to stay here as long as possible. And, and the reason I want people to stay here as long as possible, because I want God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And the way that happens is that we move the kingdom. The way that happens is we tell people about Jesus Christ. We tell them about this. You want to live forever? Let me tell you how to do that. 
You want a life like you've never had before? I'm telling you how to do that. He did that for Lazarus, and next weekend he does it for you. This is why it's so important. For everybody that has lost somebody, for everybody who has cried at a funeral, for everybody who's cried over sickness, for every one of those things, this is why he came. So again, I go back and I say, should I have prayed, mama stay or mama go? Where she is, there will be no funerals and there will be no more sickness. There will be no more cancer. There will be no more death. And the reason you have that is because of what Jesus Christ did. And John says, that's what you need to believe. That's what you need to understand. We live forever. And he made it possible. Y'all stand with me. I think the line, take off the grave clothes and let him go, that's just beautiful. Take out the, the things that we are, that mess us up, you know, whether it be sin, we can call it evil, whatever it's, you know, whatever it is, he's just, take it off, done. There is so much hope. I mean, think about what we just, we just went through. There's so much hope of what we have to look forward to. But God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for what you have done. Thank you for, you know, <laughs> unveiling the, this beautiful story to us. Thank you for doing that, that we will always see and always remember who we are and where we're going. So, Father, I pray while we're here on this earth, we will do what you want in moving the kingdom and telling people and letting people know how wonderful you are and what you've done. God's love is what gave us everything, his love for us. This morning, if you'd like to accept Jesus Christ, you're watching online, we have people waiting for you there. If you want to accept Jesus Christ in here, pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I ask that you come into my life and change me. Make me a new person. I want to follow you. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose on the third day. Forgive me of my sin. Make things right in my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure to let us know by connecting with us online at marathonchurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at marathonchurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thanks for listening to the Marathon Church Podcast.